Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 4, Yom Atzmut, as well as Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Azikaron. Section 7, Halel with or without a blessing. Some say that even though we should thank Hashem on Yom Atzmut, we should not say Halel with a blessing. They mention five main reasons. One, based on several Rishonim, the Chida in Acharon holds that Hallel is said with a blessing only when all of Israel experiences a miracle, and when we declared independence, only a minority of world Jewry lived in Eretz Yisrael. Two, we should give thanks only for a complete salvation, and in this case, our enemies still threaten us on all sides. Three, the spiritual state of our country's leaders and of many of its citizens diminishes our joy. Four, it is proper to show deference to the opinion that holds that Hallel should be said only when a revealed, that is, supernatural miracle occurs, like the miracle of the menorah on Hanukkah, while the establishment of the state was but a natural miracle. Five, it is unclear whether the day of thanksgiving should be set for the day on which we declared independence, that is Yom Atzmut, or the day on which the war of independence ended, or on the day that the United Nations decided to establish a Jewish state, which was the 16th of Kislev, that is November 29th, 1947. Because of all, or some, of these concerns, the chief rabbinate's council originally described that one recite the hollow without a blessing during the morning prayers of Yom Atzmut. Over the course of the next 26 years, however, the state of Israel's situation improved dramatically. We were privileged to liberate Judea and Samaria in the Six-Day War, and we even came out of the Yom Kippur War with a great victory, despite the adverse conditions at the start. More than 3 million Jews already lived in the land by that time, five times the number that lived there at the state's inception in 1948. Therefore, on the 25th of Nisan, 5734, 1974 BCE, the chief rabbinate's council assembled once again at the initiative of the Ashkenazi chief rabbi Shlomo Gorin to discuss, to discuss the issue of Halal on Yom Atzmaut. They decided, by majority vote, that a strong case can be made in favor of saying the full hollow with a blessing on Yom Ha'atzmut morning. On this basis, our Rosh Yeshiva, Harav Svi Yehuda Cohen Cook, instructed the Merkaz Harav Yeshiva to recite hollow with a blessing, and all of his students act accordingly. In response to the claim that hollow may be said only on a miracle that affects all of Israel, these rabbis explained that the establishment of the state did constitute a salvation for all of Israel. Indeed, we have described this salvation in the first three sections of this chapter. In addition, the residents of the land of Israel can themselves be considered Klal Yisrael, the entirety of Israel. The Day of Independence was specifically chosen as the Day of Thanksgiving because it was the foundation for the deliverance and the salvation. To summarize, some say that while it is appropriate to thank God on Yom Atzmut, there is still substantial question as to whether we are truly obligated to say Hallel on such a day. Without a clear obligation, one can say Hallel on Yom Atzmut, but should not do so with a bracha, that is, should not do so with the opening or closing blessings. 
Indeed, the Israeli chief rabbinate's council originally prescribed saying halal on Yom Ha'atzmaut without a blessing. However, in, in November of 1974, Rav Shlomo Gorin reconvened the council. By that time, the nature, grandeur, and scope of the Yom Ha'atzmaut miracle had become more clear, and the questions about saying halal on such a day had far less force. By majority vote, the council decided that a strong case can in fact be made to say halal with a blessing on Yom Ha'atzmaut. After this ruling was issued, Rav Svi Yehuda Kuk, Rosh Yeshiva of Merkaz Harav, the flagship yeshiva of religious Zionist Jewry, instituted reciting halal on Yom Ha'atzmaut with a bracha, and this is now the widespread, widespread practice amongst his many students and their followers. Three notes from me, one on the Panini Halacha's method in this section and his invocation of the chief rabbinate, and one on popular religious Zionist practice. Finally, one on how the footnotes to this section require an episode to themselves. First, as I mentioned in my introduction to this chapter, the Panini Halacha cannot use his more typical methodology of determining and raising up the majority or mainstream view. That's because in regard to Yom Ha'atzmaut, there are so many Haredi authorities who simply ignore the day that there is no clear mainstream telling us to do these mitzvahs. So how then can the Panine Halacha determine the practical halacha in these cases? In this section, he uses a kind of stand-in for the majority or mainstream view, namely the State of Israel's Chief Rabbinate's Council, or Mo'etzet HaRabbanut HaReshit. Because of its hierarchical and organizational structure, it offers a certain imprimatur of authority, particularly in regard to questions about the state of Israel itself. Further, at the time, in the 40s and in the 70s, the council contained only exceptional scholars and authorities, all of whom were at least nominally Zionistic. In this way, its decisions represent a very particular mainstream, not of all Torah authorities, but of all Torah authorities who actually count Yom Ha'atzmaut as a miraculous day. Even so, careful readers will note that the Panini Halacha doesn't claim that the council said one must say halal with a bracha. Rather, they merely said that it's a legitimate practice to say halal with a bracha. For that reason, the Panini Halacha needs one more argument to show that halal with a bracha is the mainstream view. So he adds that because Rav Svi Yehuda's guidance, it has actually become the widespread practice in the relevant lay population, namely within the Israeli religious Zionist community. If the Panini Halacha were to include Haredim, there would be no clear halachic mainstream on matters related to Yom Ha'atzmaut. So he instead focuses on the mainstream within those who can agree with his basic theological assumption that Yom Ha'atzmaut matters. To establish a mainstream halacha within that world, he cites the chief rabbinate's council. And to establish a mainstream popular practice within that world, he refers to the practice of those associated with yeshivat merkaz harav. Second, I do want to say that there is some diversity even within the religious Zionist lay population. In the United States, under the influence of Rav Soloveitchik and Yeshiva University, many proud religious Zionists say halal, but without a bracha. 
even within Israel, religious Zionists not associated with the flagship Merkaz Harav, for example, those associated with Gush or with the Kibbutz Rati movement, have their own relationships to this question. Indeed, in regard to religious Zionist halachic authorities, there is also quite a bit of diversity on this question, which the Panine Halacha explores at length in the footnotes. I'm going to end with a quick podcast note. The footnotes to this section are quite rich and deserve their own episode. For that reason, the next episode will be Chapter 4, Section 7F, Footnotes to Hollow With or Without a Blessing. We will review the arguments for and against and show the full range of halachic diversity and strong feeling on the subject. Listening to the current episode provides more than enough information on the history of the question and how the Panini Halacha rules on it. So you can feel free to move ahead to section 8. But if you'd like more, check out the next episode. The Panini Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panini Halacha, an exceptional work of halacha by Rav Eliezer Malamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.